0: You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. There, my friends, welcome to the Run the Riot podcast, and so glad to have you listening. Today, we're going to be talking to my friend Brian Paisley. I met Brian at the Moab 240, and uh, he actually finished that sucker, (laughs) and I didn't, so uh, we have a great conversation. He's an interesting guy. Uh, I know you enjoy the podcast, Uh, but before we get started, real quick, this podcast is brought to you by Runners World Tulsa. You need to check that place out. Go to www.runnersworldtulsa.com. Or go to the store. You need something for running, whether it be just recreational running, 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon, ultra running. Hey, they've got what you need. Uh, you're not sure what you need. You're not sure what shoes you need. Uh, they will help you figure out exactly what you need. Great people. Great prices. Check them out. Runners World Tulsa. We're also brought to you by the Outlaw Race Series. You need to check it out. Go to www.outlaw100.com. Man, the races they have, the Flat Rock Triple Crown, and this includes the Winter Rock, uh, race that's coming up January 2nd. They've got a 25k and a 12k. So check that out. Also Lake McMurtry Run, Flower Moon, Dark and Dirty, Thunderbird. Man, they're all great trail runs put on by great people. And hey, we're also brought to you by T8.run. The letter T, the number eight, dot run gear for ultra runners created by ultra runners and their flagship product are those commando shorts that are guaranteed to keep you chafe free yes they work they're awesome and they're guaranteed uh go to the website t eight dot run and uh you put in the code 50 the number 50 dash run the riot and you get a discount so yeah Go check that out, guys. Just want to thank you guys for your support. All my Patreon supporters, thank you so much for, for contributing. And if anyone would like to on the website, www.runtheriot.run, uh, there's a Patreon link there, man. You want to just, uh, help support the podcast by throwing a couple bucks a month or something, man. It, it all helps. And I really, really appreciate it. It helps my heart more than my pocketbook. You know, I just, I just love that people are getting behind the podcast and finding value in it. Uh, you, you can't help financially man that's cool uh go to itunes or wherever you listen rate the podcast man uh give it a five-star rating man and put a little something put what you enjoy about it on there man that really really helps the podcast out and uh man i just i just appreciate it all right well it's time to get started man ladies and gentlemen mr brian paisley Mm All right, numbers are ticking. You can still
1: hear me. Yeah, and I see the numbers.
0: All right, cool deal. Great. All right. Well, here we go. All right, today on the Run the Riot podcast, we have, uh, uh, I guess, a buddy of mine from the trails and from the internet, Brian Paisley. What's up, Brian? Hey, what's up? <laughs>
1: Thanks
0: for having me, man. No, man, glad glad to uh, glad to have you, man. Uh, it's it's kind of interesting. Like we were talking earlier on the podcast, I've gotten to. You know, know you through the the Internet a little bit and then, uh, you know, got to see you on the trail at Moab. And, you know, I know a little bit about you, but uh, I figured it'd be a good opportunity to get to know you on the podcast. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Hopefully it's the same me. We don't know. No. Oh no. <laughs> no. There's only one. There's, there's only one.
0: There's only one. Brian is that? <laughs> I think
1: so. <laughs> we'll talk about that later.
0: Oh okay. <laughs> Multiple personality disorder. Yes,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> well, so so before we uh, before we got on here, you know, I, of course I do. I did a little bit of a little bit of stalking, and I looked at your your uh, your ultra sign up, and so you. Uh you haven't been running ultras all that long, have you?
1: No, not at all. Um I lo- it's funny I was just talking about this with my son who has done up to a 50K when he was thirteen, but uh he oh. I-, I-, I said so I said so why do I, you know, get on podcasts and why do I have this exposure? And he said, Well, actually you're more OG than you think, because you started <laughs> Up on Mount Tam as a kid, you guys didn't call it ultra running, but you guys used to go for hours and hours, you know, and we'd run, hike, walk, you know, we would do all types of stuff. So he's like, I think you carry that that attitude of trail as a kid, excitement, imagination, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So that so, yeah, you're uh, you're in California now, uh, up up near Sacramento area. Do do you uh, is that where you're from originally? Yeah, actually,
1: I came back here uh, with my wife. Um, how many years ago was that? Gosh, uh, twenty years ago, I think. Uh, okay. we were last in Austin, Texas. And then we moved out here about 20 years ago. So it's so weird to be back. Um, I had been raised in north of San Francisco. I was raised in Marin, so I had access to all those trails. That was really rad. Um, But, uh, yeah, so I was raised in Marin, and then I went off to a, a Quaker school for a couple years. And then from there, I lived in Portland, Chicago, Southeast Asia, Austin, Texas, and then back.
0: So big circle okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, we, I want to unpack a little bit of that because that's interesting okay. to me. so okay. All right. so well, as a kid out there, I mean you, you what you alluded to earlier, you got to run you you were hiking trails and and mm-hmm. it's beautiful out there. Yeah, yeah,
1: it is, it's awfully pretty and there's good vert. It's like coming home from school even just coming home from school every day, I had about 800 feet, which is a lot for a kid every day. But, you know, it was like, that's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, I see, I see the pictures you're posting like now, you know, just on you right. on a on, on a run and the views you have. And, and I, 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 I'm i jealous, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'll am be it's, honest. You know, it's,
1: it's kind of ridiculously nice. Um, I mean, I love all types of climates and stuff. But to just have this as, like, my home Home running is great. Um, but, like, the heat that you guys get in the summer is really important for training. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then again, I'm like, well, I'll just just run a lot, you know, <laughs> yeah, for the heat training. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, there's ways to do that. But, yeah, no, I, I like running all over the world, really. It's just this place is a great place to call home.
0: Nice. Well, uh so so while you gave the the blanket, you know, that you were your uh, places you you moved, you, mm-hmm. you said you went to Quaker school. Uh Yes. What, yes. What, what tell, tell me about that.
1: Okay. So I heard about this um kind of hippie school up in the woods and at the time I wasn't really even going to public school. I've always done really well in school, but I was pretty wasted um smoking a lot of weed that kind of stuff and just not going to class and at one point i went home to my parents and i said hey you know there's this quaker school and they're like they always threaten me with boarding school and here I was like, hey, send me away to boarding school. And they're like, no way. You know? yeah. But then eventually I went there and then, you know, got back academically and went on to really good schools from there. Uh, but uh, the Quaker school was cool. It's um, not 100, wasn't 100 uh, percent self-sufficient. It was up in the Sierra Nevada foothills. So about 3000 feet into the Sierras um, It's a farm and garden school, so you learn everything, and even the – everyone on the campus, even the staff's kids all participated in the work in the community. So as you might know, Quakerism – has a lot of things about common work and and how this how uh, God comes through, how Spirit comes through common cause and common work. So work was a very important part of it. But you know we were also just a lot of long hair hippies having fun. <laughs> uh, but we we worked hard. We all worked hard. We had a lot of freedom because. We had so many responsibilities. So, I mean, if you weren't doing your responsibilities, you'd probably be in trouble. But you could get away with a lot if you just took care of your stuff. So it was a very – it's a good time for me to exercise my independence um, and learn a lot about cooking, animal husbandry, uh, learn a lot about Quakerism and other religions, and uh, really opened up. It really opened up the idea that community was going to be something – I need it has to be a major part of my spirituality.
0: Wow, wow. How old how old were you when you went and how long?
1: Oh sixteen for two years. Sorry to interrupt.
0: Yeah. No, that's all right. That's all right, man. That's 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 really interesting. That's a cool uh I don't know, cool part of the, the journey there. Uh
1: <laughs> Yeah, it was. It wasn't once again, I was in the woods. So we all lived yeah. in little cabins, um that with wood burning stoves. So one of the work things was splitting wood and and uh so getting that to all the cabins but we lived in these little cabins just re- real simply and once again access to nature uh a lot of running around up in the woods we had all types of trails we had the yuba river nearby so getting radical outdoors has always been a thing for me
0: wow that's uh that's that's really cool that's cool so so uh quaker school <laughs> mm-hmm. you uh you you went out i saw you you know was looking to try to kind of just see a little bit of, about you and what you did and all and you you did go to college right
1: yes yeah from Quaker school i went to reed college which is really um one of those very very tough schools it wasn't hard to get in necessarily but it's really hard to stay um The thesis requirements are much harder than my master's was. And then, so I went to Reina, studied anthropology. Um, I did traveling when I was there, and then I did traveling in a subject area between when I was, uh, when I got out of uh, undergrad and went on to grad school. So between that time, which was many years, I traveled to Asia and did some studying there as well with a group called the Manakabao in uh, Sumatra. So wow I had little bits of uh field work interest note taking a couple life histories, nothing really formal but enough to get my beak wet and to bring back some information
0: wow uh you broke up for a minute how long were you were you there in southeast asia
1: oh um that- the longest trip was six months
0: okay wow yeah uh, and as a as a young man I mean that's opening you up to just yeah uh, you know other people groups and just just Ooh. yeah <laughs> other cultures yeah yeah, yeah. definitely, hey, definitely we, gives you perspective. We may, yeah we may have to turn the video off it's starting to get choppy I got cool
1: there we go. all
0: right <laughs> man i i hate it because i like to see people i'm talking to but it's all right we right. we'll we'll, we'll, no, we'll, it we'll keep trucking
1: <laughs> definitely definitely does help
0: cool all right well uh yeah. So, so, uh, cause you broke up a little bit, so you got to, you got to go and ex- I mean, explore not only around, you know, what's around in the United States, but you got to, you know, go and start seeing the world and talk to other people, find out about how they live and, and all that, man, that has, that has to make an impact on you as a young man.
1: Yeah, it does. It does. And definitely the perspective of how people live and, um, you know, one, I guess the biggest impression for me is like what Mark Twain said when he came back from, from India, he said, you know, they had absolutely nothing but were the most rich people he had ever met. And that's definitely something you get in Southeast Asia is a level of gratitude that allows people to feel grateful for what they do have. And, uh, it's something we, we are, we've always had a problem with in this, in this society, but, um, I think a lot of people work yeah. at it, though, very hard. But it was really amazing just to see how people could, could live in different ways.
0: No, but still um... – so you got to experience all that. And, and so where did where did life take you after that? Were you still kind of active outdoors this whole time, you know, doing things? And, no, um,
1: not as much. Yeah, definitely. The, the whole timeline is by um, I had a really bad soccer injury at uh, 16. And so by that time, I was phasing out of a lot of outdoor and sports activities. OK, it says recording. <laughs>
0: technology is fun
1: no problem no problem i'm just on a phone and i'm right right next to my wi-fi so i should be fine on this side
0: yeah yeah and who knows i mean sometimes things happen there's just construction nearby us and it could have affected it but all right so you said you had a soccer injury was that just recreational soccer or were you, you playing with the league or something
1: no, I was playing. I was a pretty good soccer player. I was a high school soccer player, and then I was just playing um, uh, touch football on a muddy, on a muddy field, and it's, it wasn't a – it was just a I, – I pulled my hamstring, and instead of pulling uh. the hamstring off the bone, I pulled the bone apart. So then that deal. Wow. Yeah. So there was wow. like a bridge of bone, and then a big chunk taken out. And that's you know that's because as kids, it's like our, as child athletes, our muscles are so well developed, and you could still see there was still a little bit of baby bone in there. You know that, you know, that's not a hundred percent solid yet. You know. <sighs>
0: yeah (laughs) nice nice well uh, i
1: I didn't do much yeah from there i was definitely went more academic for quite some time probably wasn't until yeah i went to graduate school i started playing basketball a little bit and then um not for the school but then from there i was running a lot but yeah i could get into that
0: well well, tell me about what what kind of sparked you to start running again
1: Oh well, there's many things. There's definitely. Um, uh, I I went. Uh, so when I got married, I was what 30, and we uh, had our first kid. When I was about 35, and I started using heavily uh, drugs, all types. Mm. And then I, um, and then it just kept getting. It got really bad like for one year where I really got, I got kicked out of the house and all that. I ended up in jail, um, Mm. just using, right. But just being out of it. Um, and then that definitely the jail thing got me, I kind of had, I definitely had a come to Jesus moment and, uh, definitely felt that I was when I was in the jail, I felt like I deserved to be there.
0: You had an interesting, you know, childhood, and you got to see all these things. What, I mean, I always like to ask because I've, I've never, I've never experienced, you know, uh, personally, drug addiction and all. But, I, you know, I know it's real, and I know it's, yeah. it, it's, it's something. And, and so, what do you? I don't know. What do you attribute to? What do you think triggered that? In, in as, as a thirty-year-old, yeah. yeah, it's,
1: a, it's psychological. Okay, yeah. So, you know, being raised in Marin, I had lots of exposure to um, drugs and alcohol at an early age and it's uh, you could call it the addictive personality you can call it a number of things I had a predisposition Um, I hate labels and my psychiatrist even hates labels but I'm (laughs) labeled bipolar 2 which is just a a, a hymenia followed by depression and that kind of cycle so manic depression but not as bad as as it can be, um, but the 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 tendency to self-medicate if you have that diagnosis is huge. Um, so that was one thing that fueled my addiction. But I would just say that you know it's a personality type that we inherit, um, and I think alcoholism in a sense is just it is what it is. It's a it's a, I think a mental um, type of illness. Uh, it's a mental and spiritual one, but I think it's easier talking medically that, you know, we, we don't talk about the spiritual with that, but it is a big part of the recovery process. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I would just say personality type, genetics, um, uh, a mental uh, illness leading to it, uh, aggravating it. Um, so that's what I would say. Uh, it's definitely not a self controlled thing. And because I always had a taste for drugs, when I started getting, what happened was I was teaching for a while, and then I left teaching because my wife was going to have a baby, and I just went to contracting full time. And I got very uh, lonely in that. Uh, I just didn't have any mm. colleagues anymore. I just had employees. Uh, my wife had bad postpartum, and she's a fiery Texan anyway. So she's she's she's, <laughs> she's a self-proclaimed. I won't say it on the air, but uh, she, uh, she uh, <laughs> So I think yeah. with all of that, you know, I I you know what they say is um, the. You know, the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety, it's connection. And so I think I was losing my connection to brothers, sisters, colleagues, friends, all that I was becoming allowing myself to be isolated on a deep level. Um And I think that's the big spur is when I'm when I'm down, what was I going to go to? Well, drugs and alcohol always worked right in the past until later. They didn't.
0: Yeah. Mm. And, and so you you said you I mean you went through a, a year. Was it was it that uh, the fact that you got put in jail and kicked out? I mean that's kind of what made you come to a realization, yeah. like you said, a come to Jesus meeting.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, well, it was my ability to open the door a little bit to Wow, I don't think I make really great decisions right now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. maybe i need help maybe i need to reach out maybe it's not so bad you know if i reach out and i think that's the god nudge is when you say to yourself maybe it won't be so bad to ask for help you know yeah. and at that point the door the door opened at least a crack and i walked into some light and it was a well, you know it's very hard getting sober and having to meet all the demons you created when you were out there dead mm. and all of that it's it's a, and then repairing marriage and um it's 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 a big feat so of course exercise after after my first 5 years i really worked on you know, my psychology, my spirituality in, in recovery. And then after about five years, I was like, hey, you got to integrate the body. Let's get back to it. And so I think it was five years from there. So it was about ten years into recovery, I started racing. And I had no idea huh. that you guys existed.
0: <laughs> yeah. You just started running, huh?
1: Yeah, I just started running because I felt like it. <laughs> no. Uh, no. That's but awesome. I don't, I, I, I have a sponsor in, in uh of recovery in in recovery who uh, was is a trail runner. So he's the one who got me addicted.
0: <laughs> addicted, another addicted. I'm glad you just came yeah. out and said it. Like yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got me addicted. Not, yeah.
1: No, it's true. It's true. It's good to have a focus.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what what was I mean? You just started. I mean, because of where you you live, of course, you just you started hitting the trails. Uh, and and. Just in doing it for enjoyment, huh? Is that is that how you did it?
1: Yeah, so I just started going out for enjoyment, and then people told me about these races, and then I tried a half marathon. And I remember I got to one of the aid stations, and I was looking at the flags marking out going out the fifty k course, and I was like, "What's that? Where's there going?" And he <laughs> said, "Oh no, it's the fifty k course." I said, "But I want to do that," and they're like, "Okay, well next time." <laughs> So then I just started doing 50Ks, and then I was like, you know, I, I really like it, you know, to really just extend this, you know, and really get out there. So that's when I started getting into the distance.
0: How did you, how did you, um, I always like to ask people because everybody responds differently but how did your body you, you seem to have kind of pro, of a pro, progression and uh, so how did your body respond to those you know like when you did your your first 50k you know did you uh, did your body get uh, mad at you <laughs> you know
1: let's see i guess i was probably like well i'm almost i'm, I'm almost 55 or getting close and uh so I was like 50. Then, yeah, it was really hard to like walk downstairs and all that. And I didn't know that that was just uh, that had to do more with the fact that I was averaging 30 miles a week instead of 50 or whatever that as as you know, as you know, as you age, that training really pays off in how you feel afterwards. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's yeah, much yeah. easier now. I just dance around, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um
0: but uh, yeah, those first few, oh, ouch. Well, and and so yeah, and that's you know I started I started a little later in, in life, but I mean you started running these. I'm looking at your fir- your first ultra sign up finish for a half marathon that I'm seeing here. You were 50, and so you know oh, yeah. uh, did you did you feel right at home or did you feel like a, a, a kind of a fish out of water at first?
1: <laughs> no. I was like I went I went there and I was like, Oh, these were the people I was supposed to meet like twenty five years ago, right? When I got to the raid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a second, these are great <laughs> companions, you know? And a lot of and what I love about in my life i and I this is one reason I got I think clean was I've always surrounded myself instead of with lower companions with higher companions, with people who are better at me at all types of stuff, and it's mm. um, it's really helped. And so, being you know among all those runners, I just felt right at home. I felt like it was it was a sport for me that it didn't matter how how much I killed it, um, that it was really up to me how I wanted to run my race.
0: Yeah, that's something I love um, about our just trail runners, ultra running community. Everybody's out there. Um, I don't know. We want everybody to succeed, you know. I and and I love that I, we can have conversations on the trails and and talk and right. get to know each other. And you know, it's yeah. a cool uh, community. It's a nice tribe, man.
1: It is, <laughs> and I think the biggest thing is, and one of the things we all share. Those of us who you know train and race is we have a, a very specific focus in our lives with like and with specific endpoints, and we put in the work and then we go do the thing and it might turn out good it might turn out bad whatever, but it gives us these goals that we can handle because there 's really no distractions when you go out and you 're doing whatever strides you know speed work or doing hills or just long run. You 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 get to complete that task on your own. You're no distractions. No, no it's like that's not like life generally. We're usually interrupted all the time. Mm. So I think the yeah. sanity, at least for this guy, with uh, who has a, a mental health history gives me that focus and that ability to um, just feel at peace because little bits get done. You know, I, I put in a little bit and I just always have something to do and it's fun to do it. Um, so the structure, I guess I'm also saying, the, the structure is so helpful in keeping me happy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I like having a, a a plan for the week. I like... Getting up in the morning and knocking out, you know, stuff. You know, like by the time everybody yeah. else gets up, i've i've done i've done stuff. You know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Exactly. You, can you, know off,
0: you know. Yeah. And and there's a certain, I don't know, confidence going through the rest of your day knowing that, you know, you've already, I don't know, you know, knocked out ten miles or something. You know, and it's like, you know, ah you know, I, I, I've done that and let's see what else I can do, you know?
1: <laughs> well, and then you're in a frame of mind too, where, um, as long as you didn't run too much, where y- your patience, your ability to listen, your brain function is so much mm. better. And that's why we tend to be a happier lot too. Well, and you know, it's funny to say we tend to be a happier lot. I do think there's a, a, a lot of darkness too in our community, but good darkness. Um, you know you Uh, look at my story you look at a lot of people's story and greatness is often comes out of a lot of darkness so a lot of light comes out of you know, maybe you know me hitting the streets on crack. Maybe that all happened, but then you look at what's come out of that—that that, that, mm-hmm. that desire to to connect with others, to connect with nature, and um, and make something and help others. Uh, it's just it's just great. It's just a really good thing
0: we talked a little bit before we started recording and you know uh, even the the, the bad th- when the when we can take and I use the word redeem when we can redeem those bad things that have happened to us and and use them to to help others or you know or th- encourage others that that are where we were you know or, or right. oh, uh, are yeah, having, having a tough time and and you know, I, we don't have to waste it, you know. Uh, if we wallow in it, we waste it.
1: And what's funny is some, some of the people that, um, you know, once again, hire companions. I have friends that have written all types of great books and all types of stuff. And when I... Think of what has inspired them to take up a certain area of study or whatever it is, or to take up writing on a certain subject matter. It has to do with great things and also has to do with some dark things. And um, I just think it's important for us to, because I'm a very positive thinker, it's just important for me to allow the darkness a little bit of space and so i would say we're a very happy community but i think a lot of us have come from some pretty interesting backgrounds
0: oh so you said allow the darkness a little bit of space uh, what do you what do you mean by that how do you oh, how would you explain darkness that
1: space um it's the, the fact that we, we can't be in denial of the things that disturb gotcha. us or the things that have disturbed us in the past, that we have to have right. worked through them and be able to accept them. It's embracing the wolf. Uh, uh, that, yeah. That
0: thing, yeah.
1: Right. The, we, because that is part of our, that is the greatness, you know, that is yeah. a lot of our greatness has come from a lot of uh, the opposite.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, hey. And I think you, by and large, I mean our community. People are real, you know. And I guess that that's that's a quick, easy way to put it: being real with your with who you are and who you've been, you know.
1: Well, yeah, and we're also, you know, uh, just disgusting and dirty, and you know, <laughs> it, it, it's definitely you've been through a shipwreck together. You know, I have like seven types of shame glaze on me by the end of the race. Just blood. Yeah. Just, Spit, I've got somebody else's yeah. blood on me. Yeah. You know, it's like going through a war. And it's true. Uh, so definitely the camaraderie is high level at that point. The silliness, yeah. uh, uh, you know, especially on those super long events, the silliness. It's because you, yeah. you, you got to keep laughing or you're going to cry.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're you were on this this journey. You started doing the longer distances, and uh, um, and um, what did you discover? Did you like when you started like you did 50 k's for a while? And as the distances got you know a little bit longer, did you you talking about this this I guess you know darkness that we've lived through and we run hundred hundred k hundred miles two hundred miles? Man, you hit some of those kind of those valleys, you know, you hit you, your brain, your mind goes into some of those same places for you to climb out of. Was there any of that that kind of like, I don't know, kind of drew you to where you're conquering that again or something?
1: I I think so. I, I think it's because I've had to deal with that stuff and I think everybody has their own stuff to deal with. Um, I let yeah. that come to the fore. Um, mm. That That is why day two, I don't let my mind take me down is because, you know, one thing is being an addict is that you, you have to question your cognition a lot. You, you can't just lolly, lolly. You got to kind of stay on top of your mental game somewhat. And so if it's all mental and I'm just getting, I, I, I just know that it's not that it, that I just need to keep going and stop thinking. Um, Mm. So I don't – I try not to talk to myself. I try to talk outward so I'm alone that first night in Moab, talking to the trees, talking to the rocks, just keep the – keep things focused going out. If I get allow the focus to go back in, things get really rough really quick. So I got to keep – and when I get to a real dark place too, I – and how, no matter how dark it is, I have to pick a friend and pray for them. Um, I have mm. to be somebody else, and I have to send, and I have to actually say the prayer. I can't just think it. And then I'm able, to keep, I'm able to kind of pick myself up a little bit of gratitude, start talking to the things around me, maybe turn up my radio. But the thing is, is we've all, I've endured it worse in addiction than I will ever encounter on the trail. I mean, I might have to quit on the trail, but, you know, nothing's going to be as bad as that.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is it's a common theme, um, you know, with with other uh, runners that I've talked to and even myself. I, and when I encourage other people, I was like that gratitude and, and being um, finding that gratitude. You know, when you start to get down, you know, thank God that you can be out there. Put a smile on your face, even though you don't feel like it. When you get to the aid station, thank every worker, you know, ask them how they're doing. And, uh, exactly. So one of the things I did for the Tahoe 200 when I when I ran it, I just I said every 10 miles I'm going to pause and I'm going to just say a prayer of thanks that I can be out there. And um man that helped me so much, you know, and and and, and now even though I was hurting at times I, I was able to feel that gratitude again and be thankful that, hey, man, I get to be in this beautiful, beautiful trail, in God's creation, and just enjoying it and, and, you know, just be in the moment for a little while. And, um man, it helps. It helps. You know, it's good.
1: It really good. does. I mean, you know, people who say, like, prayer doesn't – and i am not I'm not of any particular faith, but if anybody says to me prayer doesn't work, I'm like, you haven't run an ultra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it works. Yeah. you Can't pray for yourself. You Got to be like something outward, gratitude, like you were saying, yeah. Or, or yeah. If I pray for myself, that's just me talking to me again. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that, that's talking about me. your pain. <laughs> exactly. God doesn't care about that. He's <laughs> like, whatever with you. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, you want to
1: help somebody else? Oh, here, I'll give you a little energy. <laughs> <laughs> there you
0: go. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's true. It's true. So, um, yeah, so definitely the I, – I, I definitely – I think your every 10 miles is a great thing too because, once again, if we don't practice it or if you're not doing it early in the race, you're not going to use it when it – when, it, when you really need it. And I think that's the thing, too, is in our training, all that stuff, we have to pick ourselves up, you know, sometimes when you're, we're just not feeling good and keep practicing gratitude. And then we try and practice that in our daily lives. Once again, try... You know, know that it helps and try it, but yeah. you know, I can't be grateful all the time. It just doesn't work that way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know it's funny at Tahoe. I'd uh, I'd be running along and like, you know, I don't know, kick a rock or something and calf trip and have ah crap and you know, and you just get. Bad thoughts. And then I'd look at my watch and it was like 11 miles and I haven't given it. I didn't give my 10 mile gratitude. So I was like, oh, Oh, I got you. (laughs) Serves me right. You know, serves you
1: right. Yeah. You you made a commitment. You better do.
0: it. (laughs) Yeah. That happened a couple of times. I was like, oh, my bad. Thank you, Rock, for reminding me. You know, it's like. (laughs) we interrupt this podcast to bring you an important announcement (laughs) i know this is an ultra running podcast but runners world tulsa puts on a 5k yes i know it's a 5k it's only yeah don't don't say it it's only a 5k people look at us funny when we say that all right but but you need some speed work so it's a 5k it's called the race into the new year and it's put on by runners world tulsa like i said and it's the best uh running new year's eve party all right it's 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 going to be awesome, all right. Celebrate the, coming into the new year with a five k. You can run it, you can walk it. It's a chip time race. It starts at eleven forty five, and then you can you know run into the new year. How cool is that? Yeah. So go to www.runnersworldtulsa.com and click on their races, and you can check it out. And you know there's like a party at the end it's going to be good it's going to be good music provided by a1 entertainment um it's it's going to be a good time so check that out go to www.runnersworldtulsa.com and run in the new year
1: so can i ask you on i don't know if you already did this in your podcast but what was your moab thing because i know you had to go early
0: yeah, man. So, um, yeah. And which, yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about that because I want to yeah. hear about, about your journey there. Cause, um, uh, So you and I, uh, we, we ended up, we met up. It was, um, it was before mile, what's a mile after the 10, nine mile, uh, aid station. It was, eight by- it was yeah
1: somewhere like there. And I just had you pass me by because I knew you were, um, you were in a uh, later group and, uh, you, you run faster. So you just had to get going. But yeah, that's, uh, that's where I saw you.
0: Yeah, yeah, and 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 um. So you know, yeah, it was it was good to see you out there. I, I mean, I, as for
1: so, uh, yeah, so so – so we passed each other by around whatever seven, yeah. nine, something like that.
0: Yeah, and and uh, you know, I was just kind of I was feeling good and and doing my thing. You look you look great. So I was I was doing pretty good. Uh, at I think it was um at mile seventeen where we could see our crew for the first time. Yes. Um. Yeah, and uh, saw my wife there, and I mean, actually, I beat her there. I was ahead of my schedule, feeling great, and after that, kind of started to heat up a little bit, and yes. a little, ah, man, uh, I'm, 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 my brain is, uh, I'm not thinking of the names of all the aid stations, but oh, the, Justin, the one I that heard. was. The the one that was the what was it the the barn in the middle of nowhere the house in the middle of nowhere oh, the yeah, um yeah. the one they yeah with the turtle man they had the big old tortoise out there <laughs> that
1: was such a trip I was so sick rent right then
0: I think everybody was suffering at at that by the time we got there it was hot you know a lot of people were just kind of laying there for a while and so I I got to sit with a uh, Sean Nakamura and a, a few other guys that I know and you know we just finally decided all right time to time to shove off it was after there we was 4 miles to a water station and then there was like nine, uh, 20 miles to the next aid station i think yes yeah yeah and so uh at that aid station i filled up with the um the electrolytes that that were sponsored uh you know by the oh, company yeah. The. uh and i had tested it a little bit before and it was you know i was using it it was fine i bought some and tested it and, um, I, so I had a little, a small little bottle in my, my waist thing with water and in my pack, I had the electrolyte mix in my, in my bladder. And so I drank the water at the four miles. I refilled my water and got a mile from the water station, 19 miles out from the next aid station and took a sip of the electrolyte mix and just started puking. Oh, oh. yeah. And, um, wow. I couldn't keep that electrolyte mix down and, that's basically all I had in my bladder with, besides the small, uh, soft, <laughs> soft handheld in my, uh, my front pocket. Uh, it, and you were yeah, still
1: warm when you were there. It was still hot.
0: Yeah. it, Yeah, it was. Well, I ended up getting severely dehydrated. Um, tried to sip on that stuff, kept throwing up and, um, I, I, I didn't, uh, I think I peed at 11 o'clock that on the, uh. Uh, Friday and I didn't pee again until Saturday morning. Sometimes oh, <laughs> it was gosh. bad. It was not even bad. At uh, so yeah, it was terrible. Um, so I, I was pretty dehydrated I had a guy that he needed some more of the electrolyte mix. So I was able to give him some and he, sh- he gave me some water. Um, and, uh, it was bad. I, I, I went way too long without water and I just could not, um, uh, when I got to finally got to my wife again at mile 72, Uh, I I was I was pretty depleted I couldn't uh, couldn't keep anything down and uh, you know we just ended up having to call it yeah which yeah yeah, it was rough
1: (laughs) yeah that's rough see I had that kind of same thing but mine was it was during the heat of the day but I was go I got nailed after after a while and where I just had to Keep stopping and puking and uh, just couldn't hold anything down. I got to that shack aid station cabin and I I just said, okay, I'm just going to stay here until it's just about to get dark. Um, I'm just gonna lie down. I'm just and I'm not gonna do anything until the light changes because that's when there's you know often we get a hormonal change too.
0: Yeah. And
1: I was not and I was just like you know I'm just going on my own fat. I'm only gonna eat if I definitely feel like I have to eat. And then I just cruised that night and I felt fine. I still puked when I ate. Um and uh and you know so I'm working on other nutrition. Plans right now. Finding a liquid that actually works uh, mm-hmm. for those times, but um, it was tough. Uh, I thought on that first day before it got dark, I was like, uh, I don't know if this is going to happen, and we. And that's just uh, that was a really dark thought. And um, but somehow I made it. I think it was just resting when I did, and then I just took off, and I wasn't really. I was about two hours off my schedule, um, pretty much. And then I caught up, and then yeah, then I caught up to my schedule like halfway through the race. But it was um, it was tough, but uh, uh, it was great getting through it. I'm sorry that that happened.
0: Yeah, man, and and you know, looking back, you know, if I would have, I was a mile out from that water station, and you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. You know, you, yeah, I, I I thought I'd be able to you know start to sip on that and keep it down. If I would have just went backward, you know, went back to that water station, dumped my bladder out of all that, that, that electrolyte mix and just filled it with water. Um, I, I I would have done a lot better. I would have been hydrated at least that, you know, even though I couldn't keep, I might've been able to keep water down, you know, and, um, I'd have been in a lot better shape, but I just, I made a poor decision. I kept moving forward. Uh, Mm. and, and like I should have done like you did at stayed longer and just hung out and, you know, let my, let everything, a little, little bit longer uh but i didn't so just yeah just, maybe you know more problem solving
1: yeah maybe you would have been thinking clearer too at that point and i don't know but yeah because one mile yeah. is nothing on a 240 but it's like backtracking during a race no way i've got living right <laughs> I'll, I'll be okay <laughs> it's just something in my belly it's, it's not that you know because we, you know, yeah. we're like a whole a whole mile, but then we got to look at it in context because it's such a major undertaking that no, it's only a mile.
0: <sighs> yeah, and that's that's that that would have been the logical thing, you know, just a mile, yeah. you know, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: just a mile. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. So my, my start was like yours, and um, kind of just muscled through it, and uh, I, I I'm. It's too bad you didn't get to see the LaSalle's. Have you ever run up into the LaSalle's?
0: No, man. No. And so I'm looking forward to it next year. I'm going to, I'm going to get there. Oh yeah,
1: no, you will for sure. You'll definitely do it easily. And then, um, you'll have a great time too. And then from the LaSalle's, when you go down, it is hard on your feet because you're descending for miles and miles and miles. I forget Mm. how many, it's like 20 miles of a descent and you're, feet are just hammering on that stone because it's just really uh slick rock and and uh and uh, not field stone but flagstone and my feet i like to always say never swell well i got extra big shoes just in case my feet swell big time just all of that just pounding going down those rocks but it is a really, really pretty yeah but it's a beautiful section that whole pork uh, uh, from the mountains, uh, from the La Salle's all the way down through Porcupine. It's just gorgeous.
0: Oh man, I can't I can't wait. I can't wait to experience it. Your, so let me let me ask you this. what was your training like uh going going into Moab? What did you how did you train for it?
1: Whoa my goodness. Um well I actually got a coach. Um I, I Avery Collins, uh who's an elite Uh, Ultra runner, he's my coach. It was great because he and Sabrina Stanley came and helped crew and uh, pace me. But uh, I started using him a year ago just because, you know, I've 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 done uh, I've, I've taught running, I've coached running, all that kind of stuff. But I really wanted to respect the sport, and I was like, you know, I do so much of this. Let me just do it with a pro. Mm. um an elite pro too because also my whole goal race is tour de france um mm. that's one that he's done so that was another reason I wanted to go to him but we turned out to be good friends but my my it, it's really the standard program i do lots of yoga one di- uh about an hour a week of yoga if not two uh hour probably hour and a half of strength training Mm -hmm. total and then lots of different types of running uh biking too off season like i'm often doing at least like one big bike ride a week like just 20 miles but like a a two hour Mm -hmm. um back-to-back long runs uh speed work hill repeats just the 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 same old game we do yeah yeah he does it differently than i do and it's great to work off another recipe. I mean, it's expensive, but if you can afford it, it's great. Because my whole thing, what I wanted to do even before I met Avery was, you know, train like a pro, albeit a little less volume. Train like a pro, run like a ham and egg-er, or race like a <laughs> ham and Because that's what I am. I'm a ham and agger runner, but I train and I, I, I approach the sport as as a pro. How's that?
0: Yeah, no, I, I like that, you know, and and you're putting you're putting the time in, you know, and and like what do you for your long? I'm just curious because uh, your longest week b- building up to oh. to Moab, what did it look like?
1: Only um, eighty miles, probably, maybe, I uh, maybe hit a hundred here or there, but I think because we did several micro blocks right leading up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the longest one was probably a hundred, but he usually had me around 80 for the peak weeks. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we maybe probably did 80 and then we'd come down and then we'd go up another time. And I think one time we got up to a hundred, but really, uh, um, it's the intensity, um, I I think if I had it, I mean, I might do more mileage, but I think what what I'm requesting now is getting more uh, strength and yoga on the calendar, assigned stuff, you know. Yeah. So uh, uh, just a little bit more on that level. Um, And uh, because, you know, we could always all use more functional strength as to running and just our daily activities.
0: Yeah, yeah. I enjoy enjoy time in the gym, too, you know. Um, Yes, yes it it, Very. it it's it's like it's another like running's therapeutic for me this is too <laughs> it know?
1: definitely is it definitely is and uh it's just getting in a rhythm of it and i'm in such a good rhythm right now with my training just in terms of you know, how much I look forward to it and this and that. I'm like, man. I so I still have to talk to Avery about just bumping up a few things. Of course, he'll be like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he'll get a big smile. Uh, so, yeah. And, um, yeah, he's he's great. He's
0: really fun to work yeah. with. Well, well, how's your, uh, how's your you know, your your support, your wife and, uh, and kids and all? What do they think about, you know, you doing all this, man, you know?
1: <laughs> the kids. <laughs> love it uh the kids uh, i have one kid who lives down in la he's in the he's in the movie industry he's actually doing really really well and um he uh he he loves it he loves it um and then my kid who lives still at home who's 15 he and i actually Used to run together a lot. Well, now that he's in school, he's not running right now because he does other sports. But um, yeah, so uh, they're really into it. The wife is very <laughs> supportive because. Well, yes, she is. How I, I could leave it at that, but it's hard for her. Yeah, I think it's more also that you know it's harder. I mean, I know a lot of uh, a lot of you know. There's a lot of different women a lot of different men but i do know a lot of women who i think what it is is they kind of like man he's got all this stuff to be focused and got a community and all this that it's kind of like i don't want to hear about all that you know i'm sure it's just off-putting at times i mean yeah uh... she's very supportive and, and and you know the 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 man that running has helped make me is a much better man.
0: Yeah. I think as long as we try to do our best to to keep a, a balanced life, you know, like still, you know, ha- handle our business, you know. <laughs> yeah. You got to, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do. And that's the thing. Yeah, I'm a big participant in terms of like getting things done uh in the house, but I'm I'm kind of, you know, I'm one of those ones who just likes to lie down <laughs> a lot. <So laughs> when we're not doing anything, I'll just be lying down. So I'm not all that much of a participant, but I am in terms of the work
0: that yeah. of the house <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah got you well and and, and i know it's just uh, um i know i struggle with you know with the kids and work and uh, yeah where, where are you working now by the way what are you doing
1: i i am mostly retired uh, okay okay yeah i uh my last job was i was a, i was just doing a business consulting of different types okay and um and then i retired uh because I got to a certain point where I didn't have to do that. And my wife has a business. She's a shop owner, uh, kind of an art gift store. Okay. Um, where she actually does a lot of the art. And, um, so I help her there. I, so I work pretty much kind of a part-time schedule there. Um, I do coaching. I still do coaching and, uh, ultra coaching now just for guys kind of going, uh, marathon or above. Yeah. And, um, And then what else do I do? Oh, I play music, so I'm actually uh, gonna be in the studio on Saturday for this other guy's album. And playing bass for him, so I've got a lot of things. I've got uh, volunteer work and stuff
0: like that. So
1: yeah. I stay super busy. Yeah, not lying down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you got to lie down to recuperate so you can exactly stay. it's recovery. <laughs>
1: it's recovery. Okay. Recovery. It's
0: active. I, recovery. It's a, yeah, we'll call it active. <laughs> so <laughs> hey, hey, tell me about the band, man. I, I I played in a I played in a Christian band for six years. Oh, I played guitar and sang, so I, I I'm I know a little bit about it. What what uh. Tell me about it.
1: All types of music. Yeah, so I've uh, I've played guitar since I was, I don't know, 12, 13, something like that. And uh, now, now mostly I play bass. I was in different bands in my 20s. Um, some did pretty well, uh, but no big names. Uh, and then my last band... It was Eight Ways to Wednesday. We have an album out. There's, it's on Spotify, Apple Music. That's Eight Ways to Wednesday, and that. Then we got into we had a bunch of gigs, and then we got into COVID. So now I'm just like working on other people's projects.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So what
1: kind of bands at on hiatus?
0: Okay, hi okay, so the bands still the band's still together, just not together right now.
1: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm hoping it's together, but you know it's day to day. I just you know we'll see something will emerge.
0: yeah, yeah, well that, that's that's cool, man. I'll have to uh, I'll have to check it out eight ways to Wednesday. I'll, I'll definitely yeah. check it you, you you sing and you play, right?
1: Yeah, there's um I have two songs on that album that I wrote um and uh then there's a bunch of other albums out there too but yeah just for now there's uh i've written two of them there's three songwriters and okay. each of us have two songs on the album it's just an ep it's pretty pretty quick
0: ah that's cool that's cool i'll yeah. definitely check it out i'm sure sure everybody else yeah um and uh, yeah, I miss I miss that those times. In fact, uh, last week I, I pulled my guitar out for the first time in uh, too long, and uh, just just trying to get my calluses back, man, because it's painful to play when you oh. hadn't played in a while. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, oh yeah, No, me on acoustic, it's funny. Even after playing bass, I guess yeah, I guess my fingers are doing pretty good for the bass. But it's funny how yeah, they're they're under there somewhere. But I'm looking <laughs> at my fingers right now; they look real lily white soft (laughs) I'm like wait a second I'm a bass player there should be honkers on there but no.
0: (laughs) nice well man uh, so you I saw I see you did did the Tahoe 200 in uh, Mm -hmm. 2019 Um, Mm -hmm. and did you you had you had the same coach for when you were doing Tahoe no no that
1: was uh, self coach self coach and that that worked out you know fine too it was different um Definitely. My own way was kind of more high mileage, not enough quality, um, yeah. you know, so it really yeah. does help to have a coach again.
0: Yeah, that's that's my way to just run a lot.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. no, it's great. It's good for you.
0: Yeah. yeah, and then uh, so so you've done both of those. Uh, you done you know Moab and Tahoe. Are you are you looking? I mean, are you gonna do Bigfoot? Uh,
1: yeah. I think so. All Bigfoot right. is next, but not next year because of all the COVID reschedules. But I'm on the list for the Cokadona 250
0: miler. Yeah. And,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, what about you? What's on your schedule?
0: I was supposed to do the Triple Crown this year, and we know how that went. And so um, that's that's my main goal for uh, 2021 is to get that done. But uh, closest a race in February, I'm doing the uh, Love It 100 in Arkansas. It's a oh. it's really technical. It starts on our Friday evening, uh, so pretty excited about that one.
1: That's really good. That's the best buckle ever, too.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah, Have you nice. seen it? Yeah, I mean
1: yeah, it's kind of yeah. modern, but it's yeah. very unusual. It's great when you have a collection of. I mean, I, I would love to do that race just for the buckle. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, there's a few like that that are like, man, I, I don't know about the race, but the buckle looks great. <laughs>
1: <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, buckle looks great. You know, I'm, I'm definitely into bling. <laughs> Especially yeah. good bling
0: yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. well i want to i, I want to go and i've done the done the tahoe 200 and i'm going to do it again but i need to go run the tahoe rim trail 100 because that buckle have you seen oh, that one
1: yes yes yeah. yeah that was one of my i've had 400 so i'm two for four on hundreds two for two on 200s but yeah that was one of my i, I tend to like to dnf the 100 right before i do a 200 oh really oh, come on yeah. <laughs> It's like last year. I, you know, I went and did Orcas, twenty six thousand feet. Just ton, I mean, tons of snow and rain, and then I go up and try and do Palisades, which is a hard course. It's a harder course, but yeah. just completely dumped. You know, I just completely <laughs> lost it. Um, so yeah, I, I, DNFs are fine, especially if you have a goal race and it doesn't you know interfere. So hopefully your goal race doesn't get any of your goal races have any issues next year
0: yeah i hope not Hope not. we'll see you know we're just thinking yep. positive <laughs> thinking positively I, about it
1: <laughs> no you'll do great you'll do, you'll yeah
0: well <laughs> oh, yeah. so so what do you what do, uh what do you have uh you have anything leading up to the cocoa? um
1: no i'm just gonna do ai am um, gonna make a 50 miler here and do that in uh february okay um and then after coca I'm just going to be crewing. And I'll probably do the Quad Dipsy, which is kind of our end-of-the-year party out here. and the season party. It's uh, four times on the Dipsy Trail. And it's really fun because you get to see everybody. You pass everybody a bunch of times. And yeah. You the high, and so it's kind of our last hurrah, and it ends at Stinson Beach. a big party. So that's a... Uh, Definitely want to participate because this that'll be a good year for it after COVID. Yeah, um, no kidding. People are going to be so happy. So it's really just those two races um, my own little self done 50 miler and helping others.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, how, how how long you want to do this, man? How long are you going to be running in the mountains for 100 miles or 200 miles? Uh, uh, I
1: think, <laughs> I think the, yeah, no, I don't think it's um, what, almost 55. Um, I, I'm probably not. I'm getting, a, you know, not faster than when I was a kid. But since I got back into running, I am getting faster, and that'll probably yeah. stop around 60, I'd think. Um, but regardless, I think the long ones will always be something I want to do. The 200s, because the cutoffs are a lot more manageable. Um, yeah. as you notice, there's a lot of great trekkers that go to those 200s i mean they just cruise you know and they're mostly hiking but they are in such good shape and they just kill it so um i think the age limit for that is really the kind of the sky's the limit when it comes to that it's just your health
0: yeah (laughs) I, I, I was looking uh, for, uh, for Moab. Uh, I, at one point, there were, I don't know, I forgot, there were, I think, seven people, 60 or above, or something like that. I think. I, I might be right. Well, it, yeah, it might have changed. Yeah, I might be wrong. I, would, I think. I
1: and mean, then look at the 50s. The 50s is one of the biggest age groups.
0: That's, that's so, that's awesome. So that's why I I try to tell people that like, like, you know, my dad, he's, he's in his sixties and he's like, Oh, you know, you know, I was like, no dad, there are people older than you running a hundred miles, you know, it's like,
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's so true. There's, um, Lynn, I mean, the Gene Dykes who did the triple crown and he's like a marathon guy. Yeah. You know, yeah, Yeah, he's amazing.
0: So yeah. yeah that's you know and so that, and that's kind of like you know I that's one of the things i like about our sport is you know you can you can stick around a long time and just just enjoy it and keep doing it you know <laughs>
1: I, I think that's the key is is um and that's one of the reasons i mean a lot of people go into they get coached and they get injured but i've noticed um kind of the opposite if you find the right coach um because mm. they're always you know training you with the different stresses and they know how much stress you're undergoing and then they ease back. So I think, you know, if you could just stay injury free, um, that's the key,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Brian, I'll always like to ask on, on gear and I, I don't remember exactly what, uh, what, what you were, what you used for the, for the Moab 240, but like, what, what shoes do you wear? What's your favorite trail shoe? Okay.
1: My, I'm a, I'm a, ultra but run, I only run in really ultras
0: these days yeah. so it's same here uh,
1: <laughs> to, yeah it was the temp it was actually the temp twos I mean they're they're a tighter version so mm-hmm. i did size up on those um, but they they're much better than the 1.5s in terms of durability and also they're a little the turning and the maneuverability I think it's a little tighter mm-hmm. on the new temps than the old temps that were a little more sloppy um, but I really love uh, uh, I really love the Superiors if it's under uh, you know 25 miles just, they're just they just yeah. I mean, they handle so well you know yeah they just they, uh, in terms of technical I mean just and, and, uh, yeah they just they're they're really great shoes but, I haven't gone up to the Olympus yet um, but you know for these long yeah group hikes, that's probably
0: a good idea yeah I, I i i love the olympus for uh for these long races like this they, they they're pretty comfortable uh but uh, I remember when I first put my foot in the original Superiors, I was like, "This is the most comfortable trail shoe I've ever worn in my life." It's like so my foot did ah, you know. I know it was
1: weird. <laughs> I mean, yeah, those old Superiors or something about them, but yeah, that was my first good trail shoe. Yeah, uh, into ultra, that was killing. And then nice. so those, and then um. I'm not really too specific on socks. I use uh, I either use wool or for that I use just in Genie toe socks, but I use the medium weight, mm. um, so a little weightier. But also those ones have a little bit more of like a of a of a type of wool like product, so it does help with the. Uh, um. But okay, so there's that. I all the stuff I wear on my body is all No Name. No brand, <laughs> yeah, just completely ridiculous. Uh, just stuff that I like that's worked,
0: hey, and, yeah, and
1: uh, and then of, of course, I mean, uh, uh I mean, Bryce Thatcher and um, Ultra Spire, uh, there's yeah. there, I just I, I can't say enough besides you know, ambassador being an ambassador with the company. It's just, I mean, the guys are great and the mm-hmm. designs are just incredible, so. I, I, I just love his stuff. And so I used um, – I just used the Zygos. Okay. That's what I had too. Bit, it was a little tight, uh, yeah. particularly because of those long ones and at my speed especially. So um, I'm going to have to go up to an Epic. And so I'm going to order that, but I'm going to let them – Deal with all the craziness of Christmas. <laughs> get over
0: it on <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I, you know, I, I wore the Zygos too, and with the required gear that we had to have, I had a lot. I had so it was just packed out. And when I felt my yeah. fill my bladder, I had to pull stuff out. And so yes. I I, yeah. I was kind of contemplating the say It's a great pack, and mm-hmm. but just. Like for 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 that for that particular with the required gear, I just I had too much stuff. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, I know, I know. Which was funny. I think I the last one I had, I did the two hundred on was just two liters larger, but it was just enough. But um, yeah, uh, I just felt like I had to have a lot of stuff on that first night, or there was like a bunch of time where I just wouldn't see crew for a long time. Yeah, and I yeah, yeah. So it was just having to pack everything, uh, but I think the epic will
0: be. I mean, yeah, the epic will be epic. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be epic.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> nice. knowing Bryce, it's it's gonna be epic.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he, he I, I yeah, I, and I'm with you. Everything that I've, I still have everything I've ever had by them because it's it's it it lasts. It's good, and I just I just. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> did you use which light? Did you use uh, out there? Oh,
1: I no, I I've always had Kogala. Uh, okay, I do know of the Ultra Spire lights, and I I really liked them when I yeah. uh, was with somebody before I got my Kogala. But yeah, it was before I. Uh, so yeah, I used that, and then I just use a cheap headlamp um to so if i need to stop and look at my pack or whatever those belt lights are a real pain because you can't see right it's strapped onto my pack so if i take it (laughs) off so yeah a little little headlamp and then a really bright uh, light the brighter the better for when you get super tired
0: yeah 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 when you were uh particularly well for for moab and what did what was your what's your focus like uh i guess your electrolyte and your main source of calories on on (laughs) on a race like that
1: okay well this that one i was using i was using uh salt tabs or salt pills and okay using the uh or whatever it's called salt stick the electrolytes um i usually do um like two every couple of hours, every few hours during the heat of the day. Uh, I just was drinking pure water. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was using a mix of spring energy and uh, then uh, lots of food that I make myself that I put in little squeeze pouches, which is really good. Um
0: Okay, what do you put in the squeeze pouches, man? I got to okay. know. What do, you, what do you put in the squeeze? <laughs> My
1: favorite is I always add brown rice because that will give you a lot of calories. So it's brown rice, beets, carrots, and then I usually use like curry-type flavors like cayenne, a little bit of cayenne, not enough to disturb anything. But, and then I just put in like some turmeric for inflammation. I mm. throw in some uh, BCAAs, uh, branched amino acids. Yeah. Um, so that kind of stuff. Uh, and then I'll blend it into a puree and then I put it in these, uh, reusable baby food pouches. Yeah. So you can make whatever you like. Like I'll do brown rice with fruit and then I'll add maybe protein powder in that one. So you just add whatever you want. Um, (laughs) but now what I'm doing is I've really taken everything out. I'll carry a one of my pouches with me I'll carry a spring energy but I'm really using um I'm going back to sugar so I'm using infinite I don't know if you know it's a it's a blend that you customize you huh. so know how many calorie how much calorie you want and all that so I have a formula I made which I really like and it's each uh 500 milliliter um bottle is a 300 calories. Okay. So that's pretty high, but you still at night, you know, you're probably not going to want to drink that much. That's so I'll just have to see how it works. But, um, and I've used that pretty much exclusively on my long run since I've been back and it's been great. But huh, I, okay. I, I mean, I haven't gotten to a point where I can't get anything down. But what happened at Moab was, eventually, I found apple juice really works. So I was just drinking apple juice the whole time,
0: huh? And that, okay.
1: that gave me a little bit of calories. Yeah.
0: Interesting. It well, it's crazy, and uh, it, it drives me nuts how something that'll work for you uh often you know for a while and then all of a sudden it turns on you and it doesn't work anymore
1: it really is it's it's really awful in that way it's it's a it's this art form it you know we're always practicing nutrition
0: yeah and that's that's important thing to note for anybody listening you know you work out your body you also have to work out your stomach you got to figure it out oh gosh
1: yeah I know. It's the spiritual, the gratitude, the digestive, and just the physical. The the digestive is its own category. (laughs) That's
0: that's right. That's right. It's the gut, man. You got to get the gut going right, man. Uh, Uh, Well, Brian, I want to finish on, um, uh, I guess, a a positive note. If somebody's out there and and you're just wanting to – I don't know, wanting to explore this or wanting to to make a change in their life, and you are thinking about about running and thinking about doing something like 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 what we do. Uh, what would you tell them?
1: I would say, welcome to a to to a new life. <laughs> I would say, if they wanted to do that, I'd say, yeah, let's go. Um, <laughs> the other thing I would say is. Never wait for motivation. The motivation comes after you leave the house. Mm. Um, Yeah, that's, I guess, my tip, really, is don't wait for motivation. Uh. Just do it, because that's where the motivation will come from, is actually moving your body. Uh, I tell Um. you, the older I get, the longer it takes for me to wake up anything so you know for me to wait on inspiration is never
0: so, Got to do it <laughs> I, do, I have
1: to get out the door but yeah that works for several people but yeah i just say you're, you're welcome you're gonna start a brand new a brand new fantastic chapter of your life
0: i love it i love it well brian i mean i I've enjoyed getting to visit with you, man. I uh, I hate we had some technical difficulties. Hopefully, it didn't go too bad on the recording. But,
1: uh, well, happy editing. I guess that's unfortunate. Yeah, exactly. But, I know
0: yeah. I'll be I'll be a little busy for you know trying to get it together, but uh, no big deal, no big deal. But man, I I, I know you're busy. Uh, you got a lot to do. Laying around a little bit, uh, you know. So I, pre- I appreciate you taking your time. Absolutely. mom uh,
1: well, I've got to go cook dinner for the kids for all right. the wife. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. Well, but thank you for sharing uh, part of your journey with us, and uh, I, I, I hope uh, I hope we get to run another race together, man. I hope to see you I'm, uh, out there on the on the trails again at some point, man. I really? Well, I'll
1: be there. I'll be at one of your. I'll be at a couple of your races helping this year. Or somebody like uh, Tahoe. I'll see you there.
0: Oh, awesome, awesome. Well, if I'm looking bad, man, kick my butt and tell me I keep will. going. I will. <laughs> All right, brother. Brother, you take care, and we'll talk again real soon. All right, man?
1: Okay. Thank you, David. You have a good
0: one. You too. Bye-bye.